Hello and welcome to this edition of the Varley Vehicle podcast number six, I believe. And I realized when I was looking at my other podcast, I really did not tell a little bit about myself. So I'm going to talk a little bit about myself today on this uh, this week's show. Um, well, my name is Mike Varley. I uh, currently am 44 years old. I reside in western Pennsylvania in these good old United States of America. And I have over 23 years experience in the uh, business world. Um, anywhere from uh, loans collection officer to writing mortgages to working in a bank to selling for a very small family-owned company, body shop and welding supplies to uh, the last 11 years been in pharmaceutical sales with a couple different companies. And it's interesting in uh, in my life, in all walks of the, the life I've had here, the different areas. I've seen all kinds of people dealing with the public, dealing with uh, private corporate. And a lot of people out there, I would say the majority of people out there, are unhappy. And uh, honestly, I was unhappy myself. I just, you know, I always felt there was something more for me that, that, that God, the universe, whatever term you want to use there, put me on this earth to do something with my life more than what I was doing in my current position um, in sales. I've always wanted to help people. And one day, lo and behold, I find personal development and started to uh, get into that a little bit deeper. And then it's like the skies parted and the ray of sun come down and I realized that's what I had been looking for as a great way to help people uh, just through my stories, through my experiences and to, you know, help them drink the anchor, excuse me, geez, <laughs> drop the anchor that they're carrying, whatever it is, you know, and uh, in my case, it, it happened to be just good old belief in myself. Yes, I was lacking in self-confidence. Now, the the amazing thing about this, if you if you knew me, which hopefully you'll get to know me better here through my my show here, is that uh, you know, outwardly I, I I did have a lot of confidence, especially when it came to sports. Uh, played sports all my life, um, baseball since I was little, football, uh, grew up starter on every time I played for and I'm, uh, believe me I'm not, I'm not bragging it's just uh, a confidence myself came out in in that particular uh, aspect um, started uh, college Duquesne University started four years of football there I started every game but one and that was the very that was the second game in my freshman year I hurt my knee and sat that game out but uh, every other game I started matter of fact my senior year I did not miss an entire snap the whole entire year. I was only, only started on offense to not miss a, a snap the whole year. Uh, started offensive tackle. Uh, had enough confidence in myself there that I earned a tryout with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, did not make that. And that's a direct result, again, of confidence right in there um, when the tryouts were coming. And I had scouts looking at me at, at different games we played. And... Um, that's my confidence started to wane a little bit where it was almost like it, before that I was operating at this unconscious level that 
I was unconsciously competent. Um, I knew what to do and I could do it. And that was it. I was just full bore ahead. Here's a place I have to run. I know I can beat this guy, whatever block it is. Let's go do it. Um, but then once I started getting that attention, that little seed of doubt crept up from, from within, you know, you, boy, you, you really sure? I mean, you're at a small school. You're going to try it for the Steelers. They bring in guys from big schools, from, you know, Division One football programs. And you're a, you're just a, a guy from a small town right outside of Pittsburgh. Maybe now it's probably three, 4,000 people in it. No one knows you. What makes you think you can get on the field with these people? You know, and the thing about that is once that little seed takes root, it's, you know, like a snowball rolling downhill. It starts to get bigger and bigger and bigger until you start doubting yourself and, and you lose confidence in yourself. Um, you know, the funny thing is that almost happened to me when I, when I got to college playing football. I uh, came in as a, as a recruit with, a, you know, probably 20 or 30 other recruits. Got hurt my second practice. Uh, I was looked at as one of the the bigger, uh, one of the well well named, uh, I guess just to say, most recognized recruits coming in. And uh, here, you know, no one knew me because I was hurt and missed the the first week of uh, of camp. And um, lo and behold, you know, I looked around the locker room, and you know, here's these kids that looked good, looked good walking around in their pads. But I noticed that once they put their pads on, for no matter how much they looked, some of these guys just weren't, weren't very good, just couldn't play. And I started to get my confidence back, and a funny thing happened. The first day I was allowed back on a field with no contact, which, how do you play football without no contact? I was just supposed to be doing running drills. Uh, my offensive line coach decided to put me in a one-on-one, -on -one, which is, if you're familiar with this, called Oklahoma drill, which you versus... A defensive person and now uh, you know here was the interesting thing was all these guys have hit and they all knew each other you know they had a week of hitting in pads so the defense is rallying around the number one recruit the big the big stud and the offense they're rallying around me but they really don't know me and they're just they're rallying around me basically because they don't want the offense to lose it's not really have to do with me they just don't want the offense to lose and uh, remember the coach called the play I break the huddle come out they snap the ball, and I proceed to pick this kid up and push him back five yards and plant him right on his keister. And from that moment on, I, I became a starter, and my confidence skyrocketed. You know, part of the other thing about confidence when you're you're playing football, and I would I would guess to assume any sport where your, your face is covered. Uh, hockey is another one that comes to mind. Um, you know, obviously football, you're wearing a helmet. But the interesting thing is you're out there playing, but the people really can't see your face and you really can't see them. So it's not like you're out there in front of everybody. It's not like when you're playing baseball, when you're standing in a batter's box and it's basically you versus the pitcher and everybody's focusing on that. Um, it's easy to have confidence when People can't see your face, I guess, is, is what I was trying to say. Uh, you know, after, after I let that dream 
die. And Walter, I went into the corporate world where I've had success. And the interesting thing is the, the more, more mature I got, the more coughs I got, the more success had come to me. But, you know, I just got tired of the corporate world of, you know, married now. I have beautiful wife. I have three sons, Ethan, Brock, and Peyton. And they mean the world to me. And that's why I'm doing the show. Because I want to spend, I will spend, I am spending more time with them. Uh, I want to give my life to them and to my wife than to the corporate world where you work and work and work. And at any moment, you know, the rug can be pulled off from under you. And, uh... You work and you get a guaranteed, you know, in in the in the industry that the fun in the I should say pharmaceutical industry that that uh, I was in here, uh, you get a two to four percent raise, and that is if you have a great year. Thanks for playing, and that's just their way of keeping you under their control and under their goals and dreams. And you know what? I just realized that no one is really caring about my goals, my dreams, and what I want to do, and how I want to spend time with my family, how I want to help other people, and I want to live the life that, that I want to live in the house that I want to live in. I don't want to be dictated by somebody else telling me, we can only pay you this much, which means you can only live here, which means, you know, of all the hours... In your year, 2,080 of them, you're going to spend for me and not your family. And I believe me, I'm hey, the corporate world has to exist. And my goal here with this show is not to take people out of the corporate world, not by all, by any stretch of imagination. My goal is to help you reach whatever goal you're looking to to attain. I guess that's sort of fun, sound funny there, goal, goal. But yes, whatever you're looking to, if you're in a corporate world and you're looking to get that promotion, then by all means, that's what I'm trying to help you do. And uh, forgive me, because I do not like the word try, because try doesn't exist. You're either doing something or you're not. So I apologize about that there. But that is my goal here, is to help you, however I can, achieve whatever goal you're looking at. And hopefully through my stories and my experiences... They can help you in some way, shape, or form. One thing I always want to end this show with is an action item. Is take some type of action. And one thing I've learned in the 44 years I've been around is way too many people take life way too serious. Life is not meant to be serious like this. Like, like the way people, like, wow, you know, if I don't get this report done, my world's going to come crashing to an end. Or, man, I'm here for six more hours. I don't know if I can stand it. I just want to turn to the person beside me in the cubicle and stab them with a, with a paper clip. Or, you know, man, here comes this guy. Same thing every day. I just, uh, my life is just dreadful. You know, that's not the way life's supposed to be. You're actually supposed to be happy. You're supposed to be reaching for your dreams. You're supposed to live in abundance. And that's what we're going to do together. We're going to live for live in abundance. But the key is 
It's not my idea of abundance because I have my idea of abundance for Mike Varley. The key is to find out what your abundance is and to shoot for that and to live in that because, you know, not everybody, there's not one person in this world that wants to live like any other person. Uh, you may aspire to have some of the things they have, but, you know, everybody is here on their own path. And I guess that's what we're going to do is help you get back on your path and take control of your path. So that's a little bit about me. I guess my uh, action statement for you folks today, whoever listening, is to either read, which is the preferable, preferably thing to do. Wow, I'm having a tough time speaking today. Read something funny, watch something funny, or listen to something funny. Whatever your sense of humor is, tonight and until the next show comes out find something funny and spend some time with it and and enjoy it and laugh because like they say laughter is the best medicine and secondly find someone you love and give them a hug today and tell them you love them thanks for listening have a great day evening wherever it may be you're listening and i will see you all later it's time to pull the vehicle back into the garage until our next show. So thank you very much for listening.